0: Hey, Red Shoes Living Community, it is Lonnie Main coming to you today. I am coming to you unedited, uncut, and raw. So what you hear is what you get, which is the way we always start this podcast. But I'm threading this podcast in today. We've got a group of executives and entrepreneurs from all over the world in here today, some of which are up on the mountain skiing, others are here working. But tonight, they're all coming together to collaborate and talk about how to show up in a positive way in their work and in their personal life. So we're going to share the Red Shoes uh, Living message with them as well. So it's been a busy week for me. I hope it's been a good one for you. I started off in Los Angeles uh, spending some time with some great leaders and executives for a technology company there in LA that's doing some remarkable things both in their business as well as uh, showing up in their communities. I've had the opportunity to give three keynote speeches this week. I'm going to talk about one of those here uh, in just a minute, and then finally finished up uh, this morning with a board meeting of another tech company that I'm advising and doing some work with. And again, I'm really, really inspired by the leadership that I'm seeing that's coming together and standing out for the and everything they do. So here, I want to talk about three things today, and I want to give you something back of value that I think you'll appreciate, at the very least, find interesting. The first thing I want to talk about is being addicted to the result, what that means and what the outcome of that is. can possibly be. Number two is just regrets. I want to talk about uh, the executives and leaders that I get to talk to and really build a relationship with and, and some of the common themes in terms of some of the regrets that they have had in their career that they would change if they could and go back. And then finally, I just want to talk for a minute about creating value, what it means to create value, and more importantly, how to receive value. And I think you're going to find that Uh, perspective. Very interesting. So let's jump in. Let's jump into this. So this week, one of the keynotes that I gave was to a group of HR executives from all over the world, representing all kinds of industries and different brands and just a great group of people that are truly trying to inspire their employees. And I had the opportunity to speak at this conference uh, along with a number of other great leaders. But here's what was interesting about it. The Red Shoes Living keynote speech Uh, as always, was delivered in a way that talks about standing out for the positive in our work, standing out for the positive in our communities and how we live our lives, continuous improvement, et cetera, et cetera, following the pillars all the way down the path. Who followed me, though, was interesting. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Andy Fastow, who was the CFO of Enron Corporation, which was the company that basically went down in 2001 as the largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. And uh, there was some accounting and financial scandals that uh, ultimately led Andy to prison for six years and his wife to prison for a year and took down this organization of 21,000 people with billions of dollars of perceived revenue that went away. And uh, for those that don't remember it, it was something. For those that do, you will remember just about everything about it. So here's the thing that was interesting for me. I'm on stage. I am talking about ethics. I am talking about integrity. I'm talking about awareness, and I'm talking about kindness, and I'm talking about respect, and I'm talking about putting yourself out there and understanding the story and, and standing out for the positive in everything that you do and every decision that you make. As I look over to the green room, in the corner of my eye, I can see Mr. Fastow being mic'd up. And I can only imagine what he's thinking as I am talking about the very opposite of what happened at Enron. And uh, even to the point where I was starting to go over my time, And the pillars of red shoes kicked in and I was aware that Mr. Fastow was there and I realized I was being completely disrespectful with his time or my time uh, running into his time. And so from the stage, I even apologized to him and said, Mr. Fastow, I'm completely aware you're there and that I've gone over time. Forgive me, let me go a little bit further and uh, we'll get you up here on stage. As I finished that talk, I had to walk down uh, through the green room, past Mr. Fastow, shook his hand, apologized again for going over time. And his comment to me was, hey, I really enjoyed that message. As I walked away, I thought, wow, here's a man that has been under all kinds of scrutiny who clearly made some wrong decisions in an environment that had become increasingly noisy uh, and negative in so many ways. And, and it brought down not only the company, but it also brought down a large accounting firm by the, the name of Arthur Anderson. It was the demise of them. And uh, Mr. Fasto got up there and talked about how they took advantage of loopholes. And, uh, and walk through how one gets there. And it's really back to this noise of the world and how one can really get off track if you can't stand strong as an individual or as a Red Shoes leader. And if you surround yourself with people that are more focused on the outcome or the result than they are focused on you know, just the, the journey, if you will, so this really struck me. You had two opposite ends of the spectrum. You had Red Shoes standing on one side, and you had you know, a former executive who had served time for making un Shoes-like decisions. And it was not only him. It was a whole group of people. But bravely, he stood up there and admitted that he had done wrong and is trying to get his life back on track. So I respect and commend him for that. But I know there's 21,000 people out there that are still hurting from the decisions that were made by this executive team. So I was talking with one of my mentors yesterday, one of my uh, people that's in my model of sustainability, and I was talking about this. And we were just, you know, uh, talking about how does one fall so far off the rails? How does it happen? And uh, he made a comment to me, and and I want to just share that comment to you because I think it's really important that we all recognize that we need to stay focused on more than just the result. And here, here was his comment, complete focus on the result poisons the purity and joy of the work. Now think about that for just a minute. Complete focus on the result poisons the purity and joy of the work. In a minute here, I'm going to talk about regrets as it relates to this very thing. And I'll tell you, here's what I've learned after, you know, almost 30 years in business. I have been results focused my whole life, and I think it's important to have the goals and objectives and set those out there, you know, and create the strategy and tactics to achieve those things. But sometimes we stay so focused on the result. And in the case of Enron, this is exactly what happened they were focused completely on the result they didn't follow the processes or procedures they took all the loopholes and ultimately that relentless focus poisoned every good thing that ever went on in that organization and that's exactly what can happen so here's what i would tell you you know you have to really decide um, do you want to have or do you want to be and if you think about that for just a minute Every single day when we go to work, there are things that happen throughout the day that are just these beautiful and incredible moments. Sometimes it's taking something that's a challenge or a a roadblock and figuring out how to get through that roadblock or how to get over the wall. And it's the people that you work with and it's the strategies that you come up with. It's the pain that you go through together. It's the laughter that you have together. It's the moments of pause that you take just to reflect. You know, there's this journey of life that most people miss um, in so many different ways. And we had a conversation about always showing up as the best version of yourself. So I would tell you, as you go through the weekend, think about that for the minute. What is the best version of you? Is it, is it the version when you're in front of your family or your children or in front of your friends? What version is that? Is it, is it the best version of yourself when you're by yourself? Whatever that is, is what you should show up with consistently. And I think about that every time I present red shoes to a group, regardless if it's two people or if it's 2,000 people that I'm presenting to, I give the same version of myself to the two as I give to the 2,000. And, and I think that's really important to do. And the energy that it takes sometimes to do it is difficult, but you know, the result of that, if you will, is, is just as impactful. So surround yourself with good, positive people. I talk about this a lot. It's the model of sustainability. In the case of Enron, there was a lot of good people that did a lot of bad things and walked the line. And when an environment starts to take off like that, it's really hard for anybody to stand strong in the middle of that. But I would tell you, If you're red shoes, you would stand strong in the middle of that. I've worked with some great financial people, some great CFOs that I have seen make the right decisions at the right time every single time, even with pressure. So it's just something to think about. Um, You know, and so here we go. I want to talk. That was the first thing. So don't always put so much focus on the result. Focus on the journey. Focus on the successes along the way and what you will enjoy, which leads me into the second topic and that is regrets. One of the advantages that I get that I love is, is communicating with such a diverse group of executives from all over the world and executive teams. And when you really start talking to a lot of these people, you realize there's some themes about regrets that they have. One of my mentors, I've talked about him before, was an uncle of mine who was a turnaround guy and did turnarounds uh, for a number of years, which is how I found myself going down that path early on in corporate America. And he used to get really frustrated with me because when I was young, I was only focused on the result. And he would tell me, Lonnie, every once in a while, you have to stop and smell the roses. And I would look at him and say, you know what? I feel like I can smell the roses even if I'm running down the path. I don't know that I need to stop because I can still smell them if I'm going full speed up the mountain or down the mountain and he used to just shake his head at me and I would smile we would kind of go on and that was just my mentality back then but here's what I've learned and what other leaders have learned and I want to share a few of these things with you and that is this you know when you look back on life and I look back on my own life I, I wish I would have taken more chances I wish I would have taken more risks sooner and more frequent I was listening to a talk from Steve Jobs, and it's many, many years ago, and he was being criticized for making a lot of mistakes. And his response back to the person that was criticizing him is, look, if we're making mistakes, at least we're making decisions. Now think about that for just a minute. How many you know, organizations have you been in or situations where you've been in where the easy thing to do is to not make decisions because nothing really happens. Nothing's at risk. So when you're making mistakes, that means you're making decisions and you're learning from them. So taking chances, taking risks sooner and more frequent does a whole bunch of things. Even if you make mistakes, you can still learn from them. A lot of people I've talked to have talked about apologizing to people, uh, you know, for things that maybe they have done or for offending somebody over the past. And then letting people know how much they care. Thanking people is something else that people regret. And in those moments, I always say, well, do it, you know, apologize or go back and tell them how much you appreciate them and thank them. Uh, There's a, there's a group of leaders right now that are becoming very transparent, very open. And I think that is really elevating not only innovation, but just leadership in general. The other one that uh, leaders talk about is taking better care of themselves. You know, most people are running themselves into the ground. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but you've got to take care of yourself if you're going to take care of others. Traveling too much, you know, being on the road too much, not being uh, home and being uh, uh, attentive, you know, when they're being home. That's a theme that keeps coming up. So, spending more time with family and children. This is one of the regrets I have. Even though I didn't miss ball games and dances and things like that, there were a lot of things I wasn't around for. And I was so focused on the result that the journey of life passed me by. Now I sit here at this stage of my life and I have regrets. I look back and think I wish I wouldn't have worked as hard as I did. I was in a trend of you know working from 7.30 in the morning until 8.30 at night, many, many nights uh, in my career. And uh, if I could have shut off a year or, excuse me, an hour or two hours or whatever the case may be to be home more, Uh, As I look back now, I wish I would have done that. So investing in relationships, uh, you know, now in my career, the business is all about relationships and creating value and helping people and listening to people. and, And I wish I would have done a lot more of that as I was moving within the business. So here's the deal. In Park City, there is a number of retired executives. And I mean from some of the biggest companies in the world that either are retired here or have a second home here. And so there's a real sense of community of business leaders that come together and share ideas. And I talked to some of these executives, and this is what they say, I want to be able to give back. I didn't give back as much as I would have liked to, and I want to give back more now. So I think that's interesting. So the net net of regrets is try to have regret minimization which I know Jeff Bezos from Amazon talks about, you know, do the things that matter. Uh, there are sacrifices. There are times that we have to do nothing but focus on the hard things and work long hours. But as long as the first pillar of, of Red shoe says, as long as you're aware of it and can make course corrections and adjustments along the way, then the more you're going to not regret things as you get older. And I think that that's key. Here's the third thing, and it's the final thing, and I want to offer this to you, and I think it's a, it's a secret to uh, success in many respects in that I have mentioned before that I've got a friend of mine who says I try to leave everybody that I come in contact with with something of value. In other words, if they're communicating with me and we're having a conversation that you know at the end of it they feel like they've gotten something from me of value. Well, here's the other thing. You can receive value the same way. I was having a conversation with a fantastic leader last night at a dinner, and we were having this discussion about when you come in contact with somebody, regardless of who it is, whether it's a stranger, whether it's an executive, whether it's a coffee barista, whether it's a janitor, whoever it is, they are going to give you something of value as well if you're open to it. So one of the things that I do is everybody I come in contact with, I think, what a value will they give me? What will it be? Will it be their attention? Will it be some nugget of information or knowledge? Now, to do that, you have to show up as the best version of yourself, which means kindness has to show up. Gratitude has to show up, right? You have to be aware of people and see people. When you give them the space to be the best version of them, watch what they give you. It's a great thing. And I will tell you that everybody I come in contact with, I hope I show up for them in that way so they can be the best version of themselves and give me something back as well. Listen, this has been short. I know we haven't had a guest on here for a couple of weeks and we're a little behind, but we've got some great guests uh, lined up to talk. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your contribution. Thanks for being who you are. No matter what anybody says, this is the standard to live. And I appreciate you very much. Have a great week next week. Take care now.